to another edition of 50 Days of Dragon Con, the podcast that starts and then restarts and starts again. And uh, joining me as always is Lee. Oh no, poor Lee. Lee is actually sick today. Uh, according to her last text that I got this morning, she is about 70% human. So so um, we always suspected she was at least 50% human. So I guess that's progress. Um, and uh, she will be back with us in the future. Now, of course, by the time you hear this, she's probably already fine. So... But do, you know, keep her in your thoughts as far as um, being sick. She's got a lost her voice, which sort of important for what we do here. So we need that part anyway. Uh, but uh, joining me tonight is a, uh, a guest that we've had on uh, many, many, many years um, and is always a, a huge participant in, in the um, 50 Days family, if you will, Um and uh, always brings lots and lots of good information, even when she's not um, on the podcast. Uh, and that is the wonderful Eternal Zan. How you doing, Zan? Hi, I'm 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 no Lee, but I will do my best today. So. Well, no one you is, no one is, and thank God for that. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, so those that don't know, um, Eternal Zan has her name for various reasons, but number one being an eternal. Uh, member of Dragon Con. How, uh, again, I know we go over this pretty much every time you're on, but when did you become an Eternal at Dragon Con? Well, my first year as an attendee was mm -hmm. 2003, mm -hmm. and my first year as an Eternal, so 2003, this year's 2023, kind oh, of have a little anniversary hey. going on. Um, but I did not learn about the Eternal membership, like, that it even existed because mm -hmm. it was not really a thing back then. It was kind of like in the fine print of like the printed materials they had back then. And it wasn't, it wasn't really like publicized. I don't mm -hmm. think they really still do publicize it. It's a lifetime pass is what it is, mm -hmm. but I learned about it in 2005 and bought it in 2006. So I am definitely paid off by now. Yeah, you are. Eternal membership. I, and I just no matter how you want to do that math. Yeah, I did just look, and currently you still can buy. By the way, you can buy eternal memberships now. It's a forty five hundred dollars uh, for a membership for an eternal membership right now. Um, so, and, and what that does, and as Zan uh, alluded to, is it gives you a lifetime membership to Dragon Con, and you don't have to buy a ticket every year. Or a membership every year. Sorry, I, uh, try to keep it. Try to keep with the the Dragon Con uh, naming. Normal people would call it a ticket, but it is actually membership for various reasons because uh, they are you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's I'm sure there's various reasons why they call them memberships um, as opposed to tickets. But uh, but you do buy your tickets through Grotex, and you can get that eternal membership through Grotex. Uh, yeah, and they will still add the five dollar fee on top of that. <laughs> so so I'm not kidding. I asked. They will. 4, 000, I, I double checked. Four thousand five hundred and five dollars. Yes, but exactly. let's be honest. Let's with be honest. The, with if, the grotex be included, you got to add that extra five on there. If you're spending the forty five hundred, you're probably the five dollars isn't what the problem is. But uh, <laughs> probably, yeah, probably not. I have heard of people buying it for kids. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, oh, I don't think I'd get value out of it at my age, but I'm going to buy it for my kid. Um, yeah. So, and if you, you figure know, right now, a membership's one hundred and seventy five dollars. I think it goes up one more time before con. Um, so that's, it's roughly 20 yeah, it years. It may or may so. not. Last time I checked, they hadn't published that there was going to be another price increase. I I'm not sure. So don't take my word for it. As Yeah. As, so there may or may not be. I don't think we know. They haven't said they're going to, but they haven't said they're not going to. 
Yeah, I know so they have a schedule I'm not for that really stuff. Sure about that. Um, so it yeah. may have already hit its last bump um, when we're fifty days out. So, but, but uh, yeah, so it, it's it's a it's a cool thing. And you, what other things do you get for being an Eternal? Well, uh, okay, I'm just looking at the website right now, and yeah, it just says current five day membership price is one seventy five. That's for the full weekend because the single day pass the single day memberships don't go on sale until August first. And so we don't have prices for that yet. Um so it yeah, the current membership price is one seventy five plus that five dollar Grotex fee. A a big difference between the regular membership and the eternal membership is unlike with the regular membership, which as we just discussed, you can look up the price chart on the official DragonCon website under mm-hmm. membership in the navigation and see what the current cost is and what it will be in the future, the eternal membership can and does go up at any time. And the last few price increases have been by $500 each. Mm-hmm. So if at any point you're like, hey, I want to buy it, just buy it. Because yeah. if you wait until next week or next month or next year, by then the price could have increased. Some There's been years that go by with no price increase. And then sometimes, boom, price increase out of nowhere. Right. So, I, so that's a difference. Um, there is, there are a bunch of unofficial eternal membership gatherings, which I haven't finalized for this year. But you can get an idea of what of kind of the unofficial gatherings we do on the web, the fan unofficial website that I made, which is www.dragonconeternalmembers.com. It's plural, so there's an S at the end. And you can look and see what we've done in the past. So, for example, we have a Wednesday night dinner. Um, Non-Eternals are welcome. The Wednesday night dinner it, uh, is a great chance to meet other Eternals and get different pers- perspectives about it. So if you're thinking of buying it, but you want to talk to some Eternals before you do the Wednesday, our annual Wednesday night dinner is a good opportunity for that. We march in the parade together. Um, and I did have a little bit of parade news I will share. So we have a parade group. Um, we've done photo ops together with Brian Humphrey. So we just do unofficial stuff and participate in Dragon Con together. That, that is, that's very cool. And it's, yeah, it's sort of its own little click, if you will. Not a Mean Girls type click, um, but well, it's, no, it's not real. I mean, well, there is one thing. There is one thing that Dragon Con, oh, we have a separate, um, we have we we pick up our badges in the Marriott, yeah. not the Sheraton slash Cortland Grand. So our badge pickup is extremely short because there's not very many Eternals. Um, and sorry, I just blanked. Oh yeah, and on Thursday night there is a party for Eternals only, but I'm not going to talk about the location. Yeah, um, if you're an eternal you? member, it's it's private. Like yeah. you have to be an eternal to get in. There's no plus one. You have to be 21 or over um, to get into the party, and you need to show your ID and your eternal badge. And if you're an eternal, you'll get an email with the information. Um, so if you know, you and know. so th- and so that's re- yeah. So it's kind of if you know, you know. Um, I really enjoy the party, and I go every year, and that is the one thing that Dragon Con does so that is the only thing that you have to be an eternal to get into that party everything else on my website it's all unofficial nobody's checking badges you're welcome to bring your if you're an eternal you're welcome to bring your non-eternal friends and family so we're not really exclusive at all in that sense the only way we're exclusive is that one party and that's because you know they're buying food for us and stuff so they have to make plans based around expected attendance if 10 times the amount of people show up then there wouldn't be room for the eternals that very true so it's just a logistics thing really Uh, that's really cool but uh so yeah so that's that's why we call her eternals in um and she calls herself eternals in um the actually she yeah um, so, but the other thing is, is that you also, you're a volunteer, um, you volunteer, correct? Yep. 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 Still volunteering with the Dragon Con store. And, uh, I got this info from a reliable source. So this is breaking news right here on the 50 Days <laughs> podcast. Just for this audience, I have been told the Dragon Con store will have an amazing shirt available 
at the Cortland Grand Store, formerly known as Sheraton, and a variation at the Marriott store. So you'll want to visit both stores this year. Wow, that is actually kind of interesting. It's and, a, uh, that's the, very cool. Yeah, the Cortland Grand Store, I haven't heard any differently. And if I do, of course, I'll give you a voicemail. So check your voicemail this year. Um, but usually the Cortland Grand Store, exactly, or I'll send you an email. I'll let you know if there's a change. But as far as I know, the Cortland Grand Store is opening on Thursday. And the Marriott store is opening on Friday, which, you know, makes sense because the Cortland Grand is where everybody's going to go pick up their badges. So they open first and they have a nice long line on Thursday. Just get in it. The line moves quicker than it looks like. Yeah. And And, visit the Marriott store after that. Yeah. You know, the next day. As far as pickup is concerned, badge pickup is concerned. If you haven't heard uh, Dave and and Regina talk in the previous podcast, um, that because you have to buy your your tickets in advance your memberships in advance um they that it's strictly called badge pickup now it's just badge pickup because yeah. you will have already yeah. paid you'll have had to gone through grow ticks you will have had to have you know done all of that that stuff before even walking into the into the what's it called again now cuz it's going to be i want to say Sheridan and it's not Sheridan Cortland Grand so, so what's the deal there? So I know we're going to get into um, DragonCon rooms and, and, and hotel stuff in in a bit, but what's the deal there? What happened? Well, they were bought by the Wyndham, oh. and an adjacent street is Cortland Street, I believe. Right. I'm not looking at a map right now, but we'll assume it, it is. There's a the Cortland know, the, down there. But yeah, the 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 hotel is on the corner of two streets and one of those streets is Cortland something I th- think Cortland street. So I guess the Wyndham just wasn't very creative in naming their hotel. They're like, let's just name it after the street. <laughs> so, Oh, which yeah, I'm jumping ahead here. But if you have a reservation at the Sheraton, mm-hmm. you might get an email from the Wyndham because the Wyndham owns the Cortland grant. So you will hear, if you hear people say Wyndham, they're probably referring to the Cortland grand which is the new name for the Sheraton. So it's not at all confusing. I don't know why you don't have this memorized already, John. Well, Wyndham Grand, spe- <laughs> Grand Speakerfire doesn't sound as good as Sheraton Speakerfire. You know what it I mean? Doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it has a different, have different the same. ting to it. I have seen people coming up with like creative things that CGS could stand for, like Cortland Grand Store or calling it like the Shara Cortland or like coming up with like <laughs> mashup names, you know, to like try and make it sound better. And I, I think it's just like badge pickup. We're just going to have to get used to it, you yeah. know? Um, Cool. So yeah, you talk about the DC merch, which is that's, that's actually really, really cool. Uh, cool news. Um, You know, you're, you've been on top of it and, and you, you do a lot of, <laughs> A lot of times there'll be stuff that we that you'll send us and you'll you'll talk about we'll talk about um because you're doing a lot more research than we ever do, uh, <laughs> which is a uh, uh, one of the things that that is out there. We have a bunch of extra Dragon Con events, and one of them is Night at the Aquarium. Um, yeah, I got a VIP ticket to that this year. Have nice. you ever been? I I we did. I went with uh, when my um, family went with me, um, which has only occurred once. Um. And we did go and it was, it was very nice. It was, it was very nice in the pre, in the before times when there was, you know, you remember there was a time when there, we never had to think about COVID. Um, and that was before then. Um, and maybe it'll be a point where we never had to think about it again, but, uh, you know, the, um, it was, it was, it was super, super nice. Super. It's, it's really cool being there. And it might've been like the second or third year that they did it. Um, and they were still sort of getting, figuring out what this was going to be. But um, are there still tickets available? Yeah, know? it's it's really caught on as an event. Do you want to talk a little bit about what the event is? Sure. Like what, yeah, what you, if you did don't mind. there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead. What, well, I, for me, there was also there was a, when the year that I went, uh, there was a, um, a cosplay contest going on. Um, a pageant or whatever. I'm not sure what the exact term that they were using. Um, and you had access to basically roam the most of the aquarium. Some of it was still shut down. 
what was shut down just i think it might have been like the upper levels or something um i'm not sure if it's still that true today uh but um and it was just at night it was all the all your dragon con closest dragon con friends and uh it's just it's different seeing it with you know people cosplaying i mean uh, there are a lot of a lot of people that were attending were were themed towards the aquarium like i saw a lot of aquaman the year i went um which makes sense there's always little mermaids and ursulas right and because also be because fantastic photos you can get oh yeah yeah and that you know uh i still remember um there was a couple of aquaman that were taken in front of uh in front of the aquarium and they would just look freaking phenomenal it was just it's just a nice nice um um scene um and i I don't know what the vip entails what does the vip entail yeah, if you have an aquatic theme costume, or of course, this is the year of the Little Mermaid. So if you have a Little yeah. Mermaid costume, yeah, you yeah. want to come to the aquarium and pose in front of the dolphins or, you know, whatever fish, sharks, um, <laughs> seahorses, you know, just turn off your flash. Yes, please. Pro tip. Turn off your flash when you're standing. You don't need the flash because the tanks are going to be lit, especially when you arrive early. Arrive at 7 o'clock as early as possible. The tanks will still be lit. You don't need your flash. Just stand in front of a tank and you'll get a beautiful photo. Um, So, yeah, VIP. um, The tickets, first of all, the tickets are not sold out yet. The VIP tickets are, are sold out. The aquarium tickets went on sale around April 20th and VIP sold out about a month later I want to say on May 18th, I'm not sure if those dates are precise, but if they're off, they're probably only off by a day or two. Um, so VIP tickets means you get access to a separate room, which has a DJ and music and dancing. One whole wall is an aquarium tank. So you, you know, it's not like you're just in a separate room and you can't see the fish. Right. Floor to ceiling, you're looking at a beautiful tank with gorgeous fish. And then there's free food and drinks. Well, not free. You paid for it with your VIP ticket. And then you also get a little enamel pin that's limited quantity. So if you want the enamel pin, and it's a different design every year. I haven't seen what the design is this year. But if you want the pin, then get there earlier because they are limited. Um, So really, it's just VIP gives you access to that one room. So Mm -hmm. if you have VIP and your friends don't, you can still enjoy the aquarium together. It's just as a VIP, you could go into that room and get some of that food that you paid for and dance to the DJ. So I enjoy that. The regular aquarium tickets are still available. But in recent years, all of the aquarium tickets have sold out in advance and none were available at the door. So if this year is like past years, if you wait until the schedule comes out to buy your aquarium ticket, all the aquarium tickets will probably be sold out by then and they're probably not going to sell any at the door. And it's, it's important to note that um, this is, and we've we've said it a few times, these tickets are add ons to your membership, but the, the, actually I'm not even hundred percent sure if you have to have dragon con, No, you don't have to have a Dragon Con membership to attend. You will see a lot of people at the event wearing their Dragon Con badges just because people are in the habit of wearing their Dragon Con badges when they're at Dragon Con and they tend to come straight from the hotel. Uh, There is usually a shuttle and that should be in the published maps or you can get an Uber or some people walk. But the aquarium event goes till 11 p.m. So I don't recommend walking back in the dark by yourself if you're going to walk go as a group for safety yeah you do got to cross um um, you do got to cross through the park to get back to dragon con proper so from the aquarium right yeah yeah but it is a separate event so if you are an aquarium member i don't think your aquarium membership means that you can attend this event um I've always been told that it means you can't, but if you, but I am not an aquarium, Georgia aquarium member. So I'm not a hundred percent on that. So if you are a Georgia aquarium member, I suggest contacting the aquarium directly and asking them about that just to get information straight from the source. Right. So but yeah, my understanding is you have to buy a separate ticket and that a dragon con membership is not required. And, and they the, don't even check for it. They just scan your aquarium ticket that you bought. Yeah. And it's, it's also important to note the, Converse, that's true, which is that your Dragon Con badge is not admission. So right. that's that's yes. the other thing to point out. Um, and, you know, so that 40, so you have to pay the, the $45 per person um, uh, in addition to that. But 
it is, you know, I don't even know how much the normal aquarium visit is. It might be in the, it might be, I mean, it's probably less than that, but, but it is, um, well, the VIP tickets, let me just look it up right now. Well, I, I meant like, like if you're just to go, if so, in other words, if you were to go on Saturday morning to, um, to the, I'm trying to, trying to pull it up and it's not coming up. Um, how okay, much? Yeah, I got ticket? it. General admission was $40 through July 2nd. Mm-hmm. It's after July 2nd now. So general admission is 45 VIP was listed as 110 through July 2nd, but it VIP sold out long before July 2nd. Had it not sold out, the price would have gone up by one to 115. Um, there it, might be some taxes on top of that 45 price for the regular tickets. But, you know, so budget about 45, 50 bucks if you want to uh, get a regular ticket for, yeah, there's like four bucks taxes. So let's round it up and say a regular ticket is 50 bucks for the aquarium right now for so, general admission. So, and I will point out that if you want to, if you want a non-Dragon Con event, that's basically the same price. It's because uh, I just looked it up. A single day ticket to the Georgia Aquarium, if you're just to go say, you know, September 30th. I, I don't know if they're open on September 30th. I'll assume that they are. Um, it would be $42 uh, or 47 if you bought it the day of. So the reality is, is that it's actually slightly cheaper to go, uh, to oh, go excellent the, deal. At, at the, uh, it's like $2 you're saving really at the end of the day. Yeah, I have been to the Georgia, Aqu- Georgia aquarium when it's not dragon con. Mm-hmm. And I think the dragon con of course is amazingly fun because regularly you don't have Aquaman and the little mermaid aren't wandering around right. the aquarium while you're visiting. Yeah. Um, so besides that, uh, the other thing that you are, uh, on top of is, how the Dragon Con Rooms group on Facebook. Tell us a little um, bit about that. Yeah. Before we get to that, do sure. you mind if we talk about the parade and the upcoming oh, volunteer yes. meeting really yes. quick? Absolutely. Sorry. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Because this is really unusual. This surprised me too. You can still sign up for the parade. Um, longtime attendees will recall in recent years, the parade signups would open and close in a matter of hours in February. So a lot of people probably just assumed that the parade was already filled up. It is not. You can still sign up for the parade. And John, I will give you the link to put in your show notes because it's this long Google URL. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, if you go to the DragonCon website under DragonCon and then the navigation things to do and then parade, they have a link to their official Facebook group. That is the best place to get information. They also have a Twitter account and a Google group listed on that DragonCon webpage, but they're not active anymore. They haven't, there's been no posts in either of those since 2020. So you definitely want to join the Facebook group, or if you're not into Facebook, um, the parade director is Annie Carter, and her email address is dc underscore parade at dragoncon.org. So you can email her with questions. Um, but the link to sign up to the parade is in the Facebook group. It's actually, I don't know why, but it's not published on the DragonCon webpage. So that might have also confused people too, because if you go to the DragonCon webpage to specifically the page for the parade, there's not a link to sign up for the parade on that page. It's just in the Facebook group. But like I said, you can, I'm sure you can get it by emailing Annie Carter. Um, but yeah, you can still sign up for the parade. Like I have two parade groups and we still both have openings. The Eternal Members Parade Group has openings and I'm the founder of the Cult of Marriott Carpet. I named it that. And we have a parade group that gets bigger and better every year. And I'm really, really proud of both of my parade groups. They're both amazing. And so, yeah, we, we still have spaces and a lot of groups still have spaces. So if you have ever wanted to be in the parade, this is your year. Have yeah. you ever been in the parade, John? No, I've only volunteered for the parade. Um, okay, well, that yeah. is amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, the the, the last I used to be uh, back when 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 Jan was still with us. Rest in peace. Um, Rest in peace, Jan. Yes, former parade parade director, original she, she, parade director. She's very awesome. Her uh, between um, I would be her runner, so I would I would uh, stand next to her, um, and we it really started when the they first started broadcasting the CW on the CW because they needed some way to communicate and she was so busy with just trying to keep the parade going that she just needed to be able to to, to hit somebody and say hey 
you know, can you, uh, tell them X, Y, or Z is happening. And so that's how it, that's how it sort of started with, with me working with her. Um, and, um, since, uh, um, and so, yeah, so that's what I would do. And in fact, I, the, the very first year I had to run all the way down. If you know, if you know where the parade starts and where the actual CW, uh, sets up to do their broadcasting from, it's a, it's a pretty good hike. It's probably about halfway down the parade route. So I had to run out, ran back and forth, I think three times that year, actually literally oh, running. Well, I was, the parade route is about a mile. So yeah, that's yeah. a lot of running. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, and, and plus I'm trying to dodge people too. Right. So, um, that's the, that's the other thing. Cause people are already lined up there, uh, because we had a communication problem or something with, with the headsets and, and whatnot. So I had to deliver headsets back and forth. Um, and yeah, so, and, yeah, that's what and I the, the parade, parade is live streamed on DC TV. So yeah. if you sleep in or you're one of those people that just wants to watch the parade, um, yeah, there's different ways to see it live. And then of course it's always recorded and put on DC TV and put on YouTube by Dragon Con afterwards. So if you're curious about the parade, you can look up the Dragon Con account on YouTube and they've got videos of years of past parades right there. So you can see what it's all about. Yep. Cool. Um, so yeah, so as far as we know, the, the form is still up it, it, it now, mind yeah, you, I by, just checked. It's yeah, still up. by the time this comes out, which is probably about four or five days after we've recorded it, it could be down. But as of right now, the form is still up and you can still sign, still sign up. Um, I'm presuming that that's intentional and that they just, someone didn't just forget to take it down. Um, or to, to say, you know, we're full or whatever. No, because in the past, when the parade has filled up, they would they take, would take yeah. that form down and, and then they would saying, put the, yeah. they would, then they would put the wait list form up. Yeah. So if, so, if a, if a group or a bunch of people canceled, then they would start letting people in from the wait list. So there's, yeah, this form does not say wait list. It is the original form. And as you point out, you, you have some, um, um, space available in your, in your groups and the groups that you're involved in, as well as I'm sure there are other people that have other groups that still have space available as well. So, uh, the yeah, best place. And if you don't know, yeah. And if you don't know what group you want to join, you just fill out the form and the parade will put you in the appropriate section. Right. You just say, I want to March. Here's my costume. And they'll find the right group for you. Cool. Um, the other thing that you want to talk about before we get into talking about hotel situations is what? Um, I just wanted to mention the upcoming volunteer meeting. Oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't write that part Um, down. That's why I forgot about it. So, so yeah, the, um, again, this is on the official dragon con website. There's a section that says participate in the navigation. And then the first option says volunteer and the, This is the second and final volunteer meeting of the year, and it's going to be in the Hilton Atlanta Hotel at 4 p.m. Eastern time. All the times we talk about are Eastern because everything's in Atlanta time. Um, And then right on that official page on the official website, you can fill out the volunteer application there. And there's a lot of helpful information on that web page. So there's a new volunteer application if you've never volunteered before. And a former volunteer application, if you're like me and John and you have volunteered before, and a lot of other helpful information on that page. There's also an unofficial uh, Facebook group for DragonCon volunteers, which is just facebook.com slash group slash DragonCon volunteers. And that's an unofficial group with, I think, about 1,400 people in it. So that's another resource for if you're a potential volunteer and you want to get some advice from experienced volunteers, you don't have to be a volunteer to join that group. It's just for anybody past, present, potential, future volunteers. So I just wanted to let people know what usually happens at the meetings is, and it should be live streamed with on the official DragonCon social media. The recent volunteer meetings have been live streamed, which is amazing is that directors will stand up. Directors are people in charge of certain departments. John's going to be interviewing a lot of directors this year, as usual. Mm -hmm. And volunteers, uh, directors will stand up and talk about what their department does and how many volunteers they're looking for and what qualifications you need to volunteer in that department. Because certain volunteers' departments need specific skills and other departments, you know, can just use anybody. 
So for example, for some departments, they might be like, we need drivers. So you need to have a driver's license for this position. But most, uh, but most honestly, a lot of times they're just looking for somebody who's willing to help out and happy to learn whatever needs to be done for that position. Cool. And it's a, it's a nice, uh, what is the, uh, what is the requirement to get a free membership for the year for three days? Four days. Well, they used five days. They five days. To, Sorry, five days now. Yeah, they used to. Well, if you're a first-time volunteer, there's a I believe it's a twenty-dollar fee, which is just basically administrative fee that they'll charge you once and mm-hmm. then never again. And then after that, there's no fee to volunteer. But um, if you are volunteering to get a volunteer badge, so you don't have to pay for your badge. There used to be a requirement of like 20 or 25 hours that you had to volunteer during mm-hmm. the convention. And it's been a couple of years. They don't have that specific requirement anymore. Now that's done on a per department basis. So you would need to ask the director of your department what their hours requirement is. And usually it's, you know, a lot of, depending upon what department you're in, um, that's, I, I assume that's why they did this is because some, some departments require a lot more work than other departments. Um, you know, it, it's, it, you know, and the, the, the variety of, of things that you would have to do in different departments are, uh, more, maybe more intensive. So you not, may not want to put a, such a high level of uh requirement on, on someone if they, if they're, you know, hauling, uh, 20 pound, bags left and right all over the place it, you know you don't want them to to kill these people so but it but we well, do appreciate yeah, our mean, volunteers yeah if you hear volunteers talking about oh i worked 40 hours or 50 hours trust me they did they worked yeah, the oh, hours yeah. they oh, said they because there's a lot of setup hours and so if you hear math and you're like that math doesn't work keep in mind there's setup and tear down too so mm-hmm. that adds to the hours but um you know nobody is making a dragon con volunteer work you know, 40 or 50 hours, they do it because they love it. So the requirement for a department to get your volunteer badge might be only 20 or 25 hours because they, you know, we still, they still want you to enjoy the convention and have fun. So for most people, they're only volunteering part of the day, but yeah, exactly. Like you said, they also, you know, you can't roll up, volunteer for two hours, bounce and get a volunteer badge. That's not fair to the people who are pulling their weight. Right. So yeah, there is going to be some kind of requirement depending on what your department is. But if you want to work more hours, they're usually, you know, and, and they need then they need that work to be done. There are a lot of people that voluntarily, you know, do mm-hmm. more than the minimum because they love what they do. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. So that's that's uh, what was the date on that again? Um, that is, I believe, let me double check. I believe that's a Saturday, July. Yeah, Saturday, July 22nd at the Hilton Atlanta at 4 p.m. They don't, they never really list an exact um, room for it, but pretty much you just show up at the Hilton Atlanta and there'll probably be signs or you'll see people wearing, you know, Dragon Con t-shirts and you just follow them (laughs) or just ask at the front desk where the meeting is. You know, a lot of hotels, when you walk in, there's some kind of signage, like some kind Mm -hmm. of electronic billboard that's like, this meeting is here. So, yeah, I don't know the exact room, but that shouldn't be hard to figure out. And, again, it should be live streamed. That's what I've heard. If I'm wrong about that, someone please call in and correct me. But everything I've heard says it should be live streamed on the official DragonCon social media. And so if you're listening listening to this when this drops, it would be this coming Saturday. So because this is going to drop the week that before that that uh, um, uh, meeting occurs. So this it would be this coming Saturday. That, that's when that, that event would – that the uh, – meeting would occur. Woo! Still still warming up the 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 pipes. Um so yeah, so now Zam, what if I'm just now deciding that I want to go to Dragon Con and uh you know, I haven't found a room a place to stay yet. What can I possibly do? Well, first of all, if you see people on social media saying there's no hotel rooms, that's not true. <laughs> Like that scares new people every year. Mm -hmm. What people mean when they say there are no hotel rooms is they mean they want to stay in one of the five host hotels where the Dragon Con is officially held over five host hotels, plus the vendor's room, 
but you can't check into the vendor's room and sleep there. I'm sorry if you want to sleep in a pile of squishmallows, but you can't. You can only stay oh, in Oh, you watch hotel. me. I'll find a way. <laughs> Except for John, who has the squishmallow exemption. Um, but yeah, the five host hotels, not vendor's room, but the five host hotels, they do sell out in advance. And I'm going to go over some news on all of those. But... Um, again, I'll talk you through the DragonCon website. If you go to the DragonCon website in the navigation, so you're going to dragoncon.org and click on travel and then click on hotels, that's a list of all the hotels that offer the discounted DragonCon rate. And the first five you'll see listed on that page are the host hotels, and they're listed under the section that says host hotels. But then there's a whole bunch of other hotels some of which are listed with strikeout text, so it looks like they're sold out. They may or may not be sold out. Um, but it's, but a lot of the overflows, you know, this, this page, what this page is really good at on the website is it's good at giving you the booking links. Some of the information on these pages is from last year and hasn't been updated, but you can pretty much tell that. If it makes a reference to, like, a deadline being in 2021 on that page, obviously that's last year's info. Um but most of the page, you know, like if, if it says sold out, it may or may not be sold out. If it says click here to book, click there and book because sometimes people cancel and a new room might open up. It lists phone numbers for the various hotels. It lists um, the DragonCon rate booking codes. So, for example, you might have to call the hotel at a call a hotel at a specific number and say, I want to stay there for DragonCon. Here's the rate code, the DragonCon discount code listed on the web page. Can you book me a room for these dates at this hotel using that this rate code? If you don't mention the DragonCon rate code, they're going to quote you the full rate, which is going to be at least $100 a night more expensive. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of these hotels have a minimum stay requirement, which they've been doing for some years where in order to get the DragonCon rate, you need to stay either three or four nights and it will vary by hotel. And again, that'll be listed on that webpage. So it might be this hotel only requires three nights or that requires four nights. And DragonCon never officially announced this in any way, but a lot of people suspect that the reason this happened is because there are some years where there's a big sports game going on and some people would book a hotel room using the DragonCon rate for just one night. And so by having a minimum stay requirement, you're probably not going to book a room for four nights if you're just in town one night for a football game. Mm -hmm. So what they're trying to do is what we think they're trying to do. This would make sense. Again, we don't know for sure. Is that they're trying to keep these rooms for Dragon Con attendees by having a minimum stay requirement. So, you know, you can Atlanta's a big city. You can always find some place to stay, even if all the host hotels are sold out. So... Um, yeah, the DragonCon rate is the cheapest rate you're going to get. The full rate, which does not include the DragonCon rate, is going to be more expensive. Mm -hmm. And then, John, did you have any questions before I talk a little bit about Legacy and then maybe talk no, about some no. individual host hotels? It, it is important. It is important when you're when you're going through the um, uh, what do you call it? When you even on the site on the the DragonCon website under Atlanta when you click to Atlanta hotels. It literally says there are always hotels available for Dragon Con. So when you know you yes. mentioned, it's just whether or not it is you know it is one of the as you pointed out one of the the I'll say party hotels one of the the, the convention hotels that where they actually have um you know Dragon Con events in. But you know like for example a a loft you know, I don't say a loft a loft has uh, has rooms available minimum stay is. Four nights, as you alluded to, one night deposit charge at time, but all that stuff is on the DragonCon uh, website. And you know, for example, you can get a, a a quad room, which is two queens and a sofa bed for two eighty eight a night. Now, you know, uh, and they have some rules there about whether or not, and they state this out whether or not if you have more than four people in a in a double bedded room, then they're going to charge you some more money. That kind of thing. Um, now, whether or not they catch you or not, that's a whole different thing. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, I have John. no idea. I have Whatever never, could you mean? I have never seen 10 people in one room at a time. Uh, Nobody has ever slept in the bathtub at Dragon Con. Ever. 
Um, but no, so yeah, that's that's great information. And it's always, you know, it's nice to see. You know, and by the way, some people prefer not to be at the Dragon Con hotels because it can be crazy and it can be loud and oh, it can yeah. be, you know, whatever. I mean, we stayed um over by the stadium when we went as a family just because it was it was gonna be quieter, you know. So um there's a couple of hotels over by the uh by the the sports ball stadium uh there that um but it's a it's a hike to get over to Dragon Con, but you know, Uber works and and you know, so do my feet. So um, yeah, and the overflows have their loyalists too. Like mm-hmm. I remember the year Hotel Indico opened, and that's across the street from the Hyatt Regency Host Hotel. And the first year, their rates were pretty low because they didn't know about Dragon Con. And then the next year, they jacked up their rates to <laughs> match what the rates of Dragon Con were for all the other hotels because they were like, hey, we accidentally left money on the table here. We could have made more money. Um, or some people really love the Ritz. Like there's definitely people who they like to stay in the same hotel every year. So it's not just host hotels that have their fans, like a lot of overflows people, some people, you know, like the peace and quiet of the overflows or overflows again, are hotels that offer the dragon con rate, but they're not one of the five host hotels. Right. But of course, Atlanta's a big city, so there's lots of hotels that aren't even going to be listed by the DragonCon website at all. They're not listed because they don't offer the DragonCon rate. Correct. Correct. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to mention really quick, it is very important. So, for example, one of these overflows is the Hilton Garden Inn. That's mm-hmm. an overflow. One of the hosts is the Hilton Atlanta. So when you're booking a hotel room... Look at the address of the hotel you're booking and make sure you're booking the room you mean to. So mm-hmm. don't get excited and think, oh, I got a host hotel when it's not a host hotel. Or you think you're booking a quiet overflow and then it turns out it is one of the more crowded, noisier host hotels. So just always double check the address and make sure you're booking what you intended to book. Cool. Now let's talk about uh, legacy. What does that mean? We hear okay. that, that term gets thrown around a lot. Uh, it does, particularly this year, because some new legacy rooms got released. So I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, legacy is offered by two of the host hotels, by the Hyatt Regency and the Hilton Atlanta. And what that means is, is if you are a legacy reservation holder, you have first dibs to renew your room at that hotel for the following year. So say, let's say, John, you were a legacy at the Hilton and you had a room from Thursday check-in to Monday check-out. At some point closer to the convention, probably sometime in early August, you'd get an email from the Hilton saying, here is what we're going to do for next year. And it can vary slightly, but the email will go to the reservation holder and they'll say, okay, here's what we're going to do for next year. And in recent years, the Hyatt, sorry, in recent years, the Hilton has required a one night deposit and they will automatically renew your reservation for the same days. And I'm pretty sure the same bed type. So if you had a room for one king bed, your renewal would be for one king bed Thursday through Monday morning checkout of the next year. You can contact them and ask if they can change your reservation. And based on how other people renewed, you might be able to change your bed type or your days. But by default, they'll just keep everything you had before. And then they'll tell you when they're going to run your credit card. And then you'll they'll send you a confirmation email for 2024. So you basically get first dibs to renew. And because so many people renew, that's why it's hard for people who aren't legacy to get a room at the Dragon Con rate at either the Hyatt or the Hilton, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so those are the only ones that have what I refer to as guaranteed legacy, which means your room is being held only for you. And the only way you lose it is if you don't pay the hotel by the deadline. Now the policies were slightly different for the Hyatt. Um, this year, the Hyatt didn't take any money out and then they charged all of it in May. So some people were kind of hoping, hey, maybe some people will not pay, you know, not pay for their reservations in May and more rooms will open up, which actually did end up happening at the Hyatt. Um, So I'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, that's the short version is legacy means you get to renew your existing reservation. Oh, uh, to what they did. 
Oh, did you lose me? No, you're back. You're back now. You're fine. Okay. So the, I was saying the Sheraton used to refer to what they did as legacy, but it was never really a true legacy. They would send out an email with a link, which would quickly spread online, and anybody could use that link. So the then Sheraton was never really saving your room specifically for you, like the high overflows, including the Indigo, have referred to having legacy. But again... It was never really they were saving the room specifically for you. So it's it gets kind of tricky using that term. But mostly what people mean is the legacy is reserved for you. And as long as you follow the hotel's instructions, you get to keep that room for the next year. Maybe not the same exact room if you had, you know, room 507, no, yeah, no, it could- but it'd be the same type of room. Yeah. Yeah, some people have reported they actually do get the same room. Oh, really? Years <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, but that's not guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you really don't find out your room number until you check in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's generally the same type. So, for example, the Hyatt also has these two separate towers with private elevators. So you have to have a room key to use those elevators. And a lot of people really like those because they're private, they're quiet. Um, and the elevators work. And the elevators work. <laughs> and you're not... You know, there's no regular convention goers like in the main elevator. So you have a shorter elevator rate, Um, but you're also not looking down on the lobby. So it's like you're a little bit separate from the convention and you're in a quieter area, which some people really like. Um, But, you know, that's a that's kind of a Hyatt specific thing. So um does that explain legacy or yeah. do you want me to go over no, any no, no, other that's, part that's, of that before I get into the hotel no. specifics? No, that's, that's, that's perfectly, uh, you did a great job. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I was saying about, I was going to talk a little bit about what the Hyatt did this year. Um, on Wednesday, June 28th, uh, the Hyatt announced on their social media, uh, sorry, Dragon Con announced on their social media that morning that they were going to be releasing some new legacy rooms. And at first they were kind of vague about it and it really scared, like their original post was kind of vague and it really scared existing legacies like, oh no, what's going to happen? But then it turned out it was good news and they released 25 new legacy rooms. Um, there was very short notice, so don't feel bad if you didn't get one. This is actually pretty typical for how new legacy rooms are released. And there are years no new legacy rooms were released because everybody renewed. So 25 new legacy rooms is really kind of a lot. Um, and of course, they all sold out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so since that's already happened, I'd say the odds are pretty low. The Hyatt's going to release more new legacy rooms because I can't remember if it's ever happened that legacy rooms have been released more than once in a year. Yeah. Um I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I think if they had more legacy rooms, they probably would have released them. So the only way we'd probably get more is if a bunch of people cancel, which, like I said, with the typically high renewal rate, I mean, it's not impossible, but I just don't consider it very likely. So any questions about the Hyatt? No, no, no questions about the Hyatt. But but let's say that I don't want to pay two hundred and eighty eight dollars a night for um uh, the con i want to s- sort of split my um split uh, split up my time with maybe sharing a room with somebody is there any place i can go for that to find oh yeah room? um yeah the dragon con rooms group is a facebook group so it's um www.facebook.com slash groups slash dragon con rooms group and I'll i'll give you the link okay And if you look in the, and then there's a couple screening questions just to make sure you're not a robot. Um, We we just crossed over 17,000 members. The group's, I think, about 10 years old now. So Mm -hmm. we've been around for a while and there's a lot of very experienced, knowledgeable people in the group. And because it's such a big group, it uses topic threads. So there's a dedicated thread that's got your basic FAQs. There's a dedicated thread for each host hotel and for the overflows there's also we also have a thread called the master list and that is what your that's what would help if you want to open your room up to some roommates or you want to join an existing room as a roommate say you want to stay in a specific hotel but you can't book a room there because it's all sold out there's lots of people who are looking for roommates and so we just have a thread in there in the featured announcements section, you just join the group and click the featured button 
And the master list thread is usually at the top. It's pretty active this time of year. And so it's kind of just the need it, got it list. People mm -hmm. just say, I'm seeking this or I'm offering this. And you just, you know, contact somebody who has what you're looking for. And it's been very successful. You know, and then if you want information about a specific hotel, like I said, we've got dedicated threads to specific hotels. So, for example, there's been information in that group all year about how to get a Hyatt Legacy room. Mm -hmm. The problem is there weren't any available. So, so knowing how to groom, uh, get a room doesn't really help until rooms are actually released. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but if you had read the FAQ in the Hyatt thread a year ago, the second you heard new legacy rooms were ready, you would know what you need to do to get that room. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that was like in the FAQ all year. Um, the first few comments in any thread have the FAQ. So you can just join or like if you're interested in the Hilton. Um, do you want me to move on to talking about the Hilton now? And Yeah, 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 list? please do. Yeah, feel free. Okay. So just transitioning here in my head. Um, so like I said, it's, I would love to be wrong. I would love for there to be more Hilton. Like I would love for there to be more Hyatt legacy rooms to be released. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people have also been asking about the Hilton because the Hilton let people sign up at a waiting on a waiting list last year at the check-in desk. You could walk up to the Hilton check-in desk and say, Hey, do you have a waiting list? And they would tell you how to sign up for it, which was by sending an email to this address and I know a number of people who are on that waiting list. Sadly, multiple reliable sources have said, and by reliable sources, I mean employees who work at the Hilton, have said that there aren't going to be any new Hilton legacy rooms released this year, um, not even to people on the wait list because they already kind of oversold the legacy rooms. So this means if anybody cancels, <coughs> excuse me, um, this means if anybody cancels, they're probably not going to go to the wait list um, because they're they're just overbooked is what they've been saying. So if you signed up for the Hilton wait list last year, I mean, it's not impossible. Again, I'd love to be wrong. We're, we're still 50 days out, um, you know, a little bit less than that by the yeah. time this is released. Yep. But But a lot of people would have to cancel. And then hopefully the Hilton would if they did have any legacy rooms, hopefully they, you know, go to people on the wait list. If or if they, they had any honor. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hopefully they wouldn't forget that this wait list <laughs> existed. Um, but, you know, like I said, they've repeatedly said that that's not likely. So if you, you know, if you know that you're say number three on the Hilton wait list, you might be sitting around going, Hey, any day now I'm going to get a Hilton wait, a Hilton room. And unfortunately they've, been repeatedly saying that's just not very likely now mm -hmm. what i'd be interested to know that i don't know that i will email you if i find out is let's say there is no movement on the wait list this year are they going to roll that wait list over to 2024 or are they going to start an all-new list i don't have an answer to that question yet and you know it's also an important thing to note is that the legacy system that that's been sort of grown out of out of dragon con is not guaranteed to continue year to year it's a it's a hotel based thing now i think that they like it because at least they know that they've got things booked and they can get the money in advance and they you know that kind of thing but it's also just a you know we've had um you know it's not a guarantee that the, that the legacy uh system will continue is basically what i'm saying you know, so. uh, yeah, there was one year a few years ago, like the Hilton had a had a legacy system. And at first they didn't call it legacy. Right. Va attendees started calling it legacy and then the hotels started calling it legacy. And then other hotels that don't really have a guaranteed legacy started calling it legacy because I don't think they understood what legacy was. I think they saw it as a marketing thing probably. But yeah, there was one year Hilton stopped legacy. So everybody basically lost their legacy that year because it didn't exist. And then they started it back up again. Mm-hmm. So there were people that had legacy and lost it and still haven't been able to get it back. And I think that was like over five years ago. So yeah, th things can and do change every year. Like I would love it if the Marriott offered legacy, but it's never happened. 
Yeah. So, you know, they had the, the Marriott had experience doing rollover from 2020 to 2021. So they could have started doing a legacy if they wanted to, now that they have practice at rollovers, Mm -hmm. like all the hotels did. And they just never have, you know, if you're a hardcore, you know, I feel bad for the Cortland grand people this year because they have no idea how their renewals are going to happen. And every time somebody calls and asks, the answer is, we don't know, please ask at check-in. So, if you're a Cortland reservation holder, again, um, add all the at Wyndham, you know, email addresses to your allow list. Yeah. You know, keep checking your junk mail because you're not going to get a confirmation email from the Sheraton. It's going to come from the Wyndham now. Um, and if you don't have your new reservation yet, you can click on the link from your original Sheraton reservation email. And it should take you to the original Passkey website. Passkey is a system that books hotel rooms that some of the hotels use for their DragonCon reservations. But anyway, click on that, then click on Manage Existing Reservation. And you can tell it's a Passkey link because it'll go to a URL that has the word Passkey in it. So mm-hmm. it, so that's what a Passkey link is. It literally says Passkey. So again, go on, go to click on the link from your original Sheraton reservation email. Click on Manage Existing Reservation. Select that you don't have an acknowledgement number. It's going to ask for your email address and last name. Enter your info. And then you should get an email confirmation with your new Wyndham confirmation number for the Cortland Grand. And if none of that works, call their phone number and, you know, say I have a DragonCon reservation. I'd like to get my new confirmation number. I don't think they've moved all of the reservations from the Sheraton into the Cortland Grand slash Wyndham system yet, but I do know they're working on it. I don't know when they're going to be 100% done, but I do I do know they're working on it. And if you have the Wyndham app, you know, you probably want to get that set up as well because that'll be helpful for the future. But a lot of people in the DragonCon Rooms group, the reason I know all this is people have been sharing information in the DragonCon Rooms group in the dedicated thread for the Sheraton slash Cortland Grand. People are really good about helping each other in that group because a lot of people have the same questions. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's just called the hotel and asked, they'll be like, hey, I just called the hotel. Here's what they told me. And that, you know, probably saves them an extra few phone calls too because they don't have everybody calling them, asking them the same question. Right. So um, give give the URL for the DragonCon Rooms site um, web group rather sure yeah it's a facebook Facebook thingy yeah it's a group not a page so it's uh facebook.com slash groups so that groups is plural so facebook.com slash group slash dragon con rooms group perfect and um you can look for that link also in the post uh that this uh this this podcast is associated with over at the uniquegeek.com. And it's probably also in the notes, depending upon what podcatcher you have. Um, it may or may not show up in, in your, your notes or not, or the um, show notes. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great resource to, to use. Um, it is important to note, as we've said before, is that uh, neither Zan nor I, nor even that, that uh, Facebook group are directly associated with DragonCon. We don't speak for DragonCon. Um, and the other thing I wanted to point out too, is that some of the hotel, not some of them, all the hotel rules are controlled by the hotels individually. So I know that, you know, people will go, Oh yeah, it's a dragon con dragon con should do that. Remember there's not technically, there's not just dragon con people in those hotels. Most of them, I'd say, you know, 90% of it is dragon con, um, folks, but, uh, but so, so DragonCon only has a certain level of say over what can, you know, what the hotel policies are be it for reservations, be it for, you know, what you're allowed to have on premises, those kind of things. Um, so don't, you know, be writing, uh, dragon cons, uh, you know, folks about, you know, Hey, they didn't let me bring in X, Y, or Z. I do know that a few years ago, there was a sort of a crackdown on the amount of liquor that was allowed in the hotel rooms. Um, so 
in various places. And, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, they add extra water to rooms out of nowhere, out of the ceiling or out <laughs> yeah, of the, the Hilton, a little flooding <laughs> incident last year, but Could've used Moses. I think the hotel employees did an amazing job of, you know, getting that cleaned up as, as quickly as they could. I know. We, we ever gave grief about it. Every year something with one of the hotels. Like, did you hear about the Marriott Lions this year? No. What happened? The poop lions? What about them? Okay. I realize I just said poop lions, which is going to sound strange to first timers, but I'm not making this up. John, back me up. There are statues of lions outside the Marriott Marquis Host Hotel. That are They look like they're made of poop. Yeah, they're interesting. Yeah. they're, they're this very artistic design and Dragon Con attend. It's not their official name, but the Dragon Con attendees have affectionately, we call them the poop lions. And a, one of them got hit by a truck and its head fell off. No! I'm not making this up. I'm not making this. It's a headless lion. So hopefully they'll get that repaired by Dragon Con. The point is every year it's something with one of the right. hotels and, and we just never know what's going to happen next. And you got to think it's a flood of people, <laughs> pun intended, I guess, <laughs> yeah. of people, uh, you know, entering these hotels all at once and, and something go when one little thing goes wrong, it can get easily escalate out of, out of control. So, you yeah. know, and, it, and- you know, it's 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 part of hey, it's part of the adventure of Dragon Con. It gives you a story, you know. People are already talking about poop lion costumes, so I'm sure we'll see them this year. Um, <laughs> this is how this is how cults get started. Speaking yes. of which, oh, I should have done this early in the podcast. Hi, Regina. Shout out to Regina. I loved your episode. She mentioned the cults of Dragon Con costume contest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot on, about that on her episode. Guess who one of the judges is going to be this year? They asked me. Dwayne back. Johnson, The Rock. No. no. Oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah, me. Disappointingly, <laughs> me. They asked me to judge since <laughs> I founded the Cult of Marriott Carpet. They asked me to judge the cults, the inaugural Cults of Dragon Con costume contest last year, and I've been asked back to be a judge again this year. And they've Sweet. told me it's going to be Saturday night at seven o'clock in the Sheraton Grand Ballroom. Now remember so all same place and time as last year, but yes, disclaimer by John. All schedules are in flight constantly, and it has not happened unless it's already happened. Yeah, so. that's what they told me, but you know, asterisk subject to change. So, yeah. you know, I do have other news this yeah. year, but I'm not allowed to share it with you yet. Ah, so check your voicemail. As we'll, soon as I get clearance we'll get to share my other news, I will Sweet. Let you know. Um, like, I know the Dragon Con store is going to have another plush dragon. They already shared that information online in a town hall. I don't know what color it is. I love collecting the dragons. So I wish I knew that. But unfortunately, that is not the news that I know. And, I know and, other stuff I'm not allowed to share yet. And, and I, I did. I already showed Zan this, but she, she knows, obviously. She um, had given me a Dragon Con, the two, one of the two-headed red dragons. Um, and I have named... The left side is Etern, and the right side head is Nolzan. So I've got a, <laughs> I I got it. my Etern and Nolzan um, dragon up above. You can't, well, no one's seeing this anyway, but but you can't see it because it's kind of out of frame. But um, uh, up on top of my shelf right behind it's me. The, it's yeah. the redheaded dragon from last, uh, well, two years, two years ago, ago yeah, with two years the ago. two heads. Yeah. yeah. It's the only two-headed dragon we've had so far. So far. So far. so far, and I got we'll the see. I got a little I baby it. dragon and a the water dragon. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, we've had some really creative dragons yeah. in recent years. And those is, are very is there cool. any is there, is out. there anything else you think I might know that maybe I didn't put on? Oh, my list I'm that sure that there's lots. Of, I'm sure there's lots of stuff that you know that that we did not put on the list. But um, but the fun part about it is you get to you get to share that information throughout this uh, the dragon uh, the 50 days of Dragon Con season. So. I don't want to take it all out uh, at once, and it's a lot of information. And I do appreciate, by the way, Zan, I do really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of this great, great, great info. Um, you've been a valuable resource to our 50 Days uh, family, and um, you know we just really appreciate that. Thank well, you very it, much. It's not Dragon Con without you and Lee, and I really look forward to the countdown every single year. Mm-hmm. And, you. you know, I hope Lee feels better and is back soon. And, um, you know, I hope you can attend this year. We'll see. But, you know. We'll see. Yeah. But I, if not, I, I definitely want to be there. Convention. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because my, you know, my wife was pointing out it's got to be at least, it's got to be over 25 years of consistently going. 
And then prior to that, it was, um, you know, one year here, one year there. Um, well, I say attending that. virtually still counts. I do. I do too. Oh, well, if I mean, you other, get the streaming other, membership, you're still technically an attendee if you yeah, get the streaming membership. Yeah. Otherwise, if it if that was not true, then twenty, then we all broke our streak at twenty twenty. So because right. there was no so just, physical. So if you, you know, if you want to keep your streak, just sign up for the streaming oh, membership, already, and I you're covered. Was. Yeah, absolutely. I was so going to do that. There you go. I do that regardless of regardless of their person or not. So. It's a great little oh. thing, and we'll talk about that later in, in the in the season. Go on. Oh, you were asking about bonuses for Eternals. Yeah. I, I don't even think they have this on their webs on their. I don't even think they have this on the official buy where you buy your memberships. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they have it in the description, but a couple of years ago they threw in a free streaming membership for yeah. all Eternals. Yeah. So if you're an Eternal, yeah. you never have to pay for the streaming membership again either. So, so it's ten more you dollars know, you're saving. So you're saving a whole ten dollars. <laughs> I think it's still ten dollars, uh, by the way. I'm not hundred percent sure yeah. it is. I think it is, but which is which is a bargain. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It, it's just yeah, if you're buying an eternal membership, you don't have to they'll just send you an email about your streaming membership every and, year. And, and by the way, that um that streaming membership is at least it has been in the past years, is good for the whole year. So in other words, once uh you know, this once DragonCon starts this year and the streaming starts, it's good until you can w- go back and watch uh, anything that's archived there for a year. So yeah, I just I just mentioned that because in the whole time I've been an Eternal, which is a long time, that's the only thing I can remember that they added mm. to the Eternal membership. Because a lot of people think like it's a VIP pass and we get to cut in line, nope. and we don't. We sit in the same sections and we stand in the same lines as everybody Megacon. else. So. <laughs> At what at MegaCon? I said this isn't MegaCon. Yeah, no, it's can, it's not MegaCon or any it's based upon how much more money you, you want to dump into the into the whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it's. I'm just saying thank you nuts. to DragonCon for that because it's a nice thing they did that they didn't have to do and they right. threw that in for us. Cool. So thank you, DragonCon. So uh, again, Zan, thank you so much for joining us. There's a lot of great information that you've provided us tonight. I I it's um, you know. Anybody that's new that's listening, I'm sure learned a ton of stuff. Anybody that's been around for a while learned a bunch of stuff that's new for this year. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's it's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, and I hope to continue to talk to you for years to come. So Thank you very much. So until, Everybody have a great Dragon Con. Yeah. So until next time, this is John for Zan saying peace. This was a production of the Unique Geek. Call our comment line at 8133210TUG. That's 8133210884. Email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com or 50days at theuniquegeek.com. Follow the Unique Geek on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial Share Alike license. <laughs>